Hello, and welcome to the Psychic Wave Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Sanishin, and on this episode, we have Family Cash. Now, I first met Family Cash, um, man, maybe a year ago, but I didn't know it at the time. And then I saw them play at the Continental Room, uh, and they were fucking crazy, really good. And then I saw, or actually booked a show, and I asked them to play, because I truly think they're an amazing band and they've got a great stage presence and cool sound and so that's my interaction with family cash but i've never been able to sit down and talk with them and so this podcast was really fun for me i got to learn a lot about the guys and we uh joked around a lot and i don't know it was just really fun really good they gave me a a t-shirt of theirs and a cd and some stickers and we hung out we drank some beers we had a good time made each other laugh. It was really fun. Those guys are really great. And um, I thought I was going to be able to get the podcast out uh, that same night. But, you know, these things take time. If you want to do them well, it takes time. So it's uh, Sunday morning, and I'm working on the podcast now. Going to try to get it out for you guys. And uh, last night I went to Narlord Presents Beer Baptism, which was a show at DBA in Pomona. And that was super fun. It was funny. I got to meet uh, Alec, a.k.a. Narlord's dad. Uh, I don't know. Would he be Nar King? I don't know. We'll have to hash that out. But he was a really cool dude, and it was uh, nice to see where Alec came from. And everybody seemed to have a really good time. Uh, all the bands ripped it. I especially liked Big Fun. Those guys are pretty crazy. Uh, it was like Beastie Boys meets Nine Inch Nails meets some kind of crazy punk... Aussie thing. I have no idea. It was really fucking cool. And uh, I just had a really great time. You know, I've been taking care of myself a lot better. I know I talk about this a lot during the intros of my podcast, but I'm sitting here Sunday morning sipping some Pellegrino sparkling mineral water, feeling fucking fantastic. And I've been feeling good lately, but I feel fantastic. Didn't overdrink last night. I think I had three beers uh, at the show. I had beers during the day with uh, Family Cash. But after Family Cash, I went home and took a nap. I needed a nap. And it was amazing. And I've just been, you know, using my time more wisely these days. And it's making me feel great. Uh, I don't know how that's supposed to matter to you as a listener. But, hey, I I, I think it shows something. You know, I, I recognized the things that were going wrong in my life, and they were the three simple things. It was diet, uh, alcohol consumption, and sleep. I guess we can lump together uh, diet and alcohol consumption together, but uh, exercise was going to be the second one. And I wasn't doing that. I was just doing the podcast, drinking, hanging out, going to shows, drinking too much, staying up too late, not getting any sleep, and then eating junk food, and then just repeating that whole cycle. And so I've been taking little steps to, you know, get out of those bad habits. And it's actually been pretty easy. I, you know, go for a run after work. Maybe two, three times a week during the work week. Just a short 30-minute run. 15 minutes one way, 15 minutes back to the house. Go as far as I can, as hard as I can. Take a shower, you feel great! What are you going to have for dinner that night? I don't know. Have something with a lot of veggies and get some good protein in there. You don't have to, you know, you're not eating just like leaves all day. You actually can eat some good healthy food that still tastes good. And it's just simple decisions that you make, you know, not going to Carl's Jr. I love it, but I decided not to go. You know, it's just simple, stupid things, but it makes you feel so good. And uh, I think when you start making healthier choices, it it just makes everything so much better. Like, I feel great. And that's not a typical feeling for me. I'm not used to feeling amazing. It's strange. It's super strange. Like, it's affecting my mood, my which is obvious. Anybody who knows anything about health or fitness, they're like, yeah, dude, make healthy diet choices and exercise, and your mood improves. But it's fucking weird. It's like a little science project I've been doing on myself. It actually works. 
It actually works. It seems like it's fucking magic. It's crazy. Well, enough of my rant. Uh, <laughs> here is the fun podcast with Family Catch. Enjoy. It's that good vibration, baby. <laughs> yeah. So, King Tough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I haven't seen King Tough, but I've been a fan of his for like a really long time now. Well, I got this like three weeks ago at a King Tough show at Terragram. Oh, nice. How was that? It was whatever. Oh. I was fortunate <laughs> enough to get him free. Yeah. And take some pictures. Uh, but his new album is not my style. Really? Yeah. I, I heard one or two tracks off of it, but. I love his old stuff. But yeah, I bought this shirt there. It was the last one of the tour. Um, and I bought it from this chick that stayed at max's house the night before mm. with yeah. her boyfriend she got oh, uh, okay she, she went on the whole king tough tour as a merch girl oh this is our homies in portland in a band called melt melt it's a good band name i haven't heard of them but i know that king tough's new um record's probably a lot different because he's been hanging out with uh, kevin morby a lot. Oh yeah, yeah. And yeah. so I, it's a softer album. It is. It's like funky. Groovy, oh really? And it's slower and mellower. Mm, yeah. And yeah, I could see Kevin like take Kevin Morby's mellowness, mm-hmm. put it in King Tough, which was like really yeah, straight ahead rock and roll. Almost kind of early White Stripesy, just simple riffs, but like building and building. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm here with Family Cash, not King Tough. If you're listening to the podcast. Yeah, thanks for coming by, guys. Thank you for having us at this space. At this space. Well, I had, um, I threw a show, you guys played, and you guys killed it. But, uh, Josh, you weren't able to play. I was able to watch. You were able to watch. I was was leaving. It's weird to to see your own band. I've never done it, but Josh got the chance to see. That would be weird. (laughs) You know, he got just see us but he's with us so it was it's almost like an out-of-body experience is it, it was cool is it be like an out of to bandy. finally be the guy that's like these guys suck <laughs> <laughs> you're like these guys suck without me well with, yeah with good reason i mean josh was out for three and a half four months but we just played our first show with josh again uh recently at a house party it was a really fun fucking party and a great vibe overall and uh josh only has Really, two fingers he's using on the neck of the guitar right now, but somehow... Now three. I don't okay, know how you you're didn't doing tell that. me that. Now I'm up to three. So, you're a fucking liar. So a little bit of backstory. We, I've kidding. talked about it with other bands that are aware of you guys on this podcast, but uh, you had a drone accident. Yeah. <laughs> you. Uh, one of my many drone accidents. One of your many. It's no, not was, the first? It was the first. And uh, yeah, a real quick watered-down version. I was in Mexico for a photo shoot. Two weeks shoot, but 30 minutes in, I I went to catch it, and I did it wrong, and it chopped me all up. I was rushed to a hospital. They sewed me up all wrong, and then L.A. doctors were like, we got to redo it. Oh, they done got no. dirt in his finger. Yeah, it was oh, very no. at risk for bone infection, which equals amputation. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. But here I am today. So you do photography. Is that... I, or were yeah. you just assisting my, on you... my main source of income is photo assisting. Okay. And so that's... So you do catch drones on the reg? No, this is my first Not time. anymore. Not anymore. Let me tell you. I, um... I've never worked with a drone at all, so I don't even understand well, how you're trying to catch one. And like, the guy that I was working with, he and I took a class on this particular drone, and the teacher was like, just put your hands up there and grab it. I was like, so, <laughs> boom, do it, did it. And he was like, cool, you did it. He's like, but don't put your hands in the propellers because it's going to hurt. And I was like, duh. Right, but you didn't think it was going to... I didn't think it'd be like that. I wouldn't put my up. body near one of those <laughs> right. if I knew. Um, and Or I'd have gloves or something. I figured a, a drone's propellers would break and it would hurt me. Yeah, but it's... But it's, instead I broke and uh, the drone was like, whatever. The cares. propellers are like carbon fiber or something, it right? They're like fiber, super yeah. strong. I think that might be the dirt they found because I don't know how dirt would have gotten in there. I think it was chunks of propeller. Uh, uh. You fell you fell down to the floor because you fainted, and then the dirt got in. I didn't faint. <laughs> I would have fainted. fainted. I would have died. 
You, you passed out. I did not faint. You passed out for Actually, so I was sitting on a log and I was like, I'm about to faint. <laughs> the so the medic bloody, finally man. showed up. So this is on a beautiful beach, palm trees and wind and stuff. It's like Vietnam, though, because there's blood everywhere. Hey. Right. And uh, this medic shows up and he's like, All right, this is going to hurt. He has a giant needle. Yeah. He's like, and everyone is screaming like, he's a guitarist. We got to fix his fingers. <laughs> and he's like, this is going to hurt, but you're used to this. You're a rock and roller. And I was like, <laughs> oh, I don't my shoot. God. I woke up and I was like, I don't shoot drugs, dude. <laughs> yeah. And then he stabbed me. I was like, oh, hell yeah, dude. Oh, nice. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're like, I could see. I could see this happening. That's what happened to um, Keith Richards when he first started doing uh, morphine. He went to the hospital for something and they shot him up with morphine. And then he was like, you know what? This is like pretty this. damn sweet. <laughs> well, the funny right. thing about about him is uh, his spirit moves through Josh quite quite frequently. Yeah, man, you you play a telly, right? I do. Yeah, when I saw I made that up. when I saw <laughs> no, but it makes sense because when I saw you guys for the first time at the Continental Room, I was watching you play guitar and I was telling Tess, I was like, this guy has this like Rolling Stones like style of playing, but over like a you're playing like uh, Keith Richards, but over music that doesn't sound like the Rolling Stones. That's cool. Which was really cool. And then when I got to see Family Cash play without you, it was interesting because then it was more focused on your vocals and like uh, just the the melodies that I wasn't catching the first time. So cool. I've I've seen you guys in two different like styles, and it's yeah, that that's cool. But now you're back. You're I'm sort half, of back. Half back. Halfback. He's our halfback. So we're hiring a quarterback and a fullback <laughs> in about a month. But nice. um, we only have enough time, space, energy, and money for uh, halfback. Yeah. And right we're now, also so becoming a football team exclusively. Mm-hmm. Phase of music out. Yeah. So we can play football. Vince McMahon it's is gonna reopening be f- the XFL. So. <laughs> What's the team called? Family Casualties? Noise, dude. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Josh and I started playing about two years ago. And he definitely like brought. You're, you're the shortstop, right? <laughs> Models, yeah. I'm the short full. Short full. Uh, our first show was at a warehouse, and uh, the show was called an American Warehouse Ninja Warrior. Yeah, Ninja Warrior. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, everyone kind of brings their own thing to Family Cash. I feel like that's yeah. been a really cool part of the band is that. Um, you know, each person definitely has their own diverse sense of taste in music and in playing abilities. Yeah. So there's not really a, a complete rigid structure of how we get together and make the songs happen. That's good. There is a p- somewhat rigid well, structure. Well, every, every writes them. Every <laughs> band has a good bands aren't really a democracy. It's it's like you know one person kind of takes the lead and the rest add to it. You know, mm-hmm. the successful bands that I've seen, they it's kind of like that, but. Yeah, we so, all ornamentate wh- on his songs. Why don't you guys introduce yourselves, what you play in the band, and then uh, why don't you uh, introduce the member that's not here as well? Oh, yes. I am Max De Maria. Massimo. Play, or Massimo. I play guitar and sing main vocals in Family Cash. Can you stand that up? Uh, right now they're trying to um, <laughs> position pictures of... Uh, their drummer Austin. This is our drummer Austin. You'll see on all three screens here. He's not here right now, <laughs> in but the he's various stages of life as presented here in Exhibit A. So for those listening, we've got three phones, <laughs> and uh, the first phone is him at a very young age, pre-music. Is that what you say? Pre-music saying? career. It's pretty cool. I'll pre-pubescent. say. The music's in him, though. The music's inside of him. <laughs> oh, uh, fell flat. Shit. And then the next picture of uh, Austin is him with. A lady friend. A lady friend. You know, who's to say the backstory on this pic? Um, yeah, who's to say? There's a lot that we Is could... it an auntie? Is Pre-whiskers. it a cougar? I don't know. Ooh, you know? I think she's uh, maybe his Pre-whiskers. graduation counselor uh, or something. And she then might the, have counseled him through that. The last picture is what I assume to be him now, and then another picture right after it, which is him after three years of meth. Three days. Not three, smiling. Three days? No, that's his years. Oh, come on. <laughs> Let's be real. <laughs> so, th- so that's Austin. That's... That's three days. And then we got (laughs) who else is here? Who's actually here? Uh, I am actually here. (laughs) And uh, I'm Josh Beavers. I play lead guitar. And I'm here too. I'm Anthony. I play the bass guitar. Slapping it. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming, guys. Josh joined just after I was like, hey, I got a show on Friday. 
do you want to play it? We practiced like twice. He didn't even know if I could play guitar good or anything. Never no. heard him, but knew him. Yeah. We're tight, you know. How did just, you know of him? Josh just moved to LA that April. And I met him six months earlier when we both randomly happened to be connected through a friend and we're spending time in New Orleans. That's pretty random. It was random. I went there for Halloween. Josh oh, went nice. there because he has friends there. And you know, it was cool. I was riding a friend's bike in New Orleans. It had a flat tire and it was way too small. And I was just going like half a mile per 12 days. Or something. Same Claude. <laughs> really slow. And, Barely uh, balancing. I was following her, my friend Justine. And then this dude comes around and he's pissed because how slow we are. And he gives me an evil look. It ended up being Max. <laughs> we were going. To, we were going to the same show that day. We were, I, we were on the way to the same place, and Josh sent me an invite on Facebook for this show, and he hadn't even been like, "Hey, man, what's up?" We didn't speak. I just he, he didn't even text me like, "Hey, come to the show." And I just got an invite on Facebook, but because I didn't know anyone in New Orleans at the time, you were like, went to the sure. show, and then I come upon these fucking slow ass bike riders, <laughs> and I'm all pissed, and then uh, yeah, it was this guy, so. Interesting. But it's true that I didn't know how good he was at guitar. Let the record show I normally bike fast. <laughs> All right. Yeah. You're not That's the important part. Your part. hands don't work, so. I can ride a bike. <laughs> you just can't ring the bell. Let the record ring show. So, so Family Cash started as you writing all the songs yourself, all the parts yourself? Yes. And Max. I might have played a show or two by myself. Okay. Not many. Definitely. Not many at all. Huffle. Before... Before Josh joined. And then it was us two. We played a warehouse show and then a festival. I had joined a band called the Cigarette Bums where I met Steven and Austin. Austin, the are drummer. S- are the Cigarette Bums still playing? We are, yes. Yeah, I feel like I saw something just yeah. recently. Yeah, we just played a show in Davis. It was awesome. And then uh, cool. Austin was like, oh, I'm down to play in Family Cash. I don't think he knew what he was getting himself into, but I took him at his word. We brought him in, and so it was just... Josh, who I call Dash, and then Austin, Ash, and then it was, um, we played a three-piece, you know, maybe three shows, one at Los Globos, that was our first one with Austin, one at a house party where Anthony saw us, I invited Anthony to come see us, that was fun. and uh, Anthony yeah, and I met day. at Amoeba, oh, okay. and the warehouses of Amoeba, where we talked about wrestling, <laughs> and... Um, Why were you ever in the warehouse? And comic book... I was worked in the warehouse. Yeah, I had no cashier experience, so they I got like the uh, the honor of only working in the warehouse, which, was okay. like, which is an honor. <laughs> yeah. It is, cool. it is an honor because you know what? Whereas if you work at the cashiers at Amoeba, you have to listen to what they're DJing. You can't put on your own music and put headphones in while you help customers. Right. So in the warehouse, you get to and listen you to, to anything you yeah. want to listen to. Anthony and I, I, he said he liked Neil Young, so I was like, I want to play music with this guy. Yeah. And then he saw us play as a three-piece at a house party at the Dexter House. Uh, great, great time. Highland Park. That The Dexter House is on Dexter legendary. Highland Park. It's a legendary house. We've had, so that's the, where the first Family Cash show happened where I was playing just by myself. That's where Josh saw me play for the first time. And then uh, soon after, Anthony was just kind of practicing with us, getting him up to speed on a couple songs. Our set has since changed. We don't really play... Songs. Every old song. We play some. We play some old songs, yeah. which are like, you know. When it was just him, it was a lot more folky. Mm-hmm. Certainly singer-songwritery. Sure. Now that he has a band, he's writing for a band, you can tell. Right. Yeah. yeah, it's more fun. And it's like, it's kind of cool what can happen when you don't have to, uh, when you can just genuinely trust people to just feel themselves in a situation or, you know, in the right. song. And, and like... I, don't know, I think that's that's the cool part about playing music is working with people and like just feeling like your sense of friendship bleeds into it too because you're just yeah, yeah if these guys cool. weren't my friends i wouldn't be in the band because <laughs> well, not that a, good <laughs> <laughs> that's the hardest part i mean i i psychic wave hasn't played many shows with a full band but like i started psychic wave just recording all the parts myself and eventually i got tired like of just doing it all myself it gets exhausting it does get exhausting because you're like if um if if you have to do all the work, yeah. then there's also less excitement when, I don't know, part of what's exciting for me is just like letting people make up their minds about, Yeah, I don't, I never felt like, 
I, too I, much of a like you should play this right. but it just always seems to work pretty well without having to do that and like, yeah the more I, we play the more like our energies are linked up when we're playing and we can course. be more collaborative and yeah you get tighter and tighter it's cool because anthony was involved in a project before he started just kind of coming and hanging out with us and playing and like we didn't put pressure on it you know like these are the songs but we're also just trying to gel so whatever but anthony wasn't really playing too much bass and uh during his work breaks we'll like practice in his car and it's you know it's like the sense of creativity that comes out of bass playing from anthony is like awesome but then he's also like i think back on bass out of many years of maybe not playing yeah i hadn't played a bass like seriously for like six years right before you asked me to play. But then at, in the Amoeba Warehouse, he's I was like, like, oh, I'm I play sure I can bass. Do it. So I was like, I can oh. do it. Yeah. <laughs> Figure it out. <laughs> what, was it that you weren't playing music at all or were you playing a different um, instrument? I was in a group with my friend Keith called Keith and also Anthony. Where, um, That's <laughs> it's a group. Dude, I'm sorry. It's like, it's like the closest thing to Fugs that I've ever heard. It's so Fugs? Cool. It was it's cooler than Fugs. It's cooler than Fugs. <laughs> but I was... Uh, you know, I, I started playing bass when I was little, but as I got older, I started playing with other instruments and drum machines and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. a lot of that stuff was like either me programming goofy sounds or sampling TV shows from the eighties. Yeah. Fun stuff. Yeah. Just goofy stuff like that. So I was very splicing. Yeah. Yeah. I love that stuff. But not a lot of, uh, like technical practice going on. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting. Like when you're writing stuff all yourself, uh, or even jamming over like, you know, backing tracks or something like that. You you kind of like are predictable to yourself after enough time, and then you like jam with somebody new that it, you actually click with on like a personal level too. And then like any little intricate thing that they do that seems so simple, but it's something that your mind didn't think of doing. It just makes that whole experience so much better. That's why the jamming thing is so cool. It's like mm. I would never have thought of that simple thing to do, and you did it, and now the song is ten times better. I love that That's stuff, true. man. That's true. It's it's cool. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I wrote a song um, after having already established a musical sensibility with Anthony, Josh, and Austin. I wrote a song, and then I'd bring it to them, and it'd be a different song. It's yeah. so cool. I, I mean, this there's this one song we play called Funny, where like... When I first wrote it, it was like a but Austin was fucking around mm-hmm. and he started playing a blast beat. But it, right. it it was like so funny that he was going so hard to this kind of like song yeah. that it actually sounded a lot harder and a little bit more metal, honestly, and kind of <laughs> way fucking cooler. I have so a buddy like, um <laughs> from it. Austin, Texas, and I would send him all my psychic wave stuff because I'm I can't record drums and I would do that at the beginning and I sent him a song that was like slow synth stuff and I just imagined a slow drum beat over it but yeah. like really like making it pop and he sent it back like a fast like Tame Impala beat and I was like this is a billion times better than I could have ever cool. fucking imagined yeah dude it's, it's so it's different because cool, like in the interest of being in a group together everyone has input that really matters it's mm-hmm. super cool like i would have never thought to do that with that song right. but now for over a year like that song's been our closer just because it's batshit yeah and i think like it wouldn't be as and interesting if it wasn't batshit no i, I love yeah. playing be that bat song shit. because it's just like it's a little it's a little crazy and it, it would have just been this just like cat song yeah so i know that so josh is from south carolina yeah and anthony where are you from i'm from pico rivera pico rivera and max i am from northridge i'm um from the general san fernando valley grew up in northridge woodland hills they're from california <laughs> <laughs> so how did you guys all get to la i mean are, are you guys all living in la yeah i live out in the desert where do you live a desert boy mystery desert mystery <laughs> desert no, not the Ooh. mojave desert palmdale the address oh, okay yeah, yeah. <laughs> P.O. box at least for the fans. My P.O. box is suspended right now. I don't really want to talk about you're it. Using it illegally. <laughs> well, okay. Well, I just have an Amazon Prime account now. <laughs> Josh, why did you move to L.A.? Well, from, did you move directly from South Carolina? I did not. Via I Chicago boy. was living in Chicago, which sucks. Really? <laughs> you don't like it? 
it's it's really cool. There's so much that I do like, mm-hmm. um, but it does not like me. And it's not even city living. What's her name? Deep Dish Pizza. Oh, man. You want to <laughs> see the list of Tinder names? No, <laughs> I don't. drove actually. me out of there. That makes me really <laughs> sad. Me <laughs> no, was, uh... I burnt all the bridges, <laughs> fucked all I could, and left. <laughs> That's how I do. Yeah. I'm leaving tomorrow because I did that here. <laughs> all of LA? <laughs> what? Jesus. Um, but, you know, Chicago has stupid weather. Before I left, I was right. like, I'm going to hate this. So, you know, there's a little bit of a preconceived opinion, but then... I in a year and a half I lived in I think six different places. I moved a lot. Wow. Because I didn't want to sign a lease. I didn't want to commit to living there. Sure. And uh, so I was hopping around, subleasing. I was on the south side, the north side, the west side. I was like all over meeting people, and everyone was just not cool towards me. No one wanted to get to know you. You can be like, you can be like, where are you from? What do you do? And they'll answer, and they'll be like, see ya. <laughs> and they don't really? want to know about you. They don't want to do, do a what, back and forth. What, what do you think and that is? Why? why I don't know. Everyone that I've ever said that to hates what I have to say about Chicago. Right. Everyone says, <laughs> I've never been to everyone's Chicago, like, you're unfriendly. You're the dick. <laughs> do you but think? I think it's isn't completely honestly, untrue, but <laughs> I think I, if I have to interject here and yeah. maybe make a. Um, Sort of a diplomatic okay. hypothesis, <laughs> or to take, to take a gander or a guess as to why people don't like Josh in Chicago. <laughs> it's uh, I think it's just it says everything in his eyebrows. I think it's your eyebrows, dude. It's the brows, <laughs> the browskies. Uh, uh, but really I strange. moved up there with my BFF from high school, his boyfriend friend, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, my buddy Austin, and he stayed on the south side. But he met a lot of different people, and then he moved to like. You know, I mean, a little bit north of the south side. Anyway, it, so we're talking, we had we're the same talking experience. Chicago. Yeah. Well, he and okay. I had the same experience, like, with the people there. No one, everyone just being dicks. So, so it's not the eyebrows. It's the weather, and it was the people. Sure, there was one or two cool ones. Right. But um, I just, I was supposed to go to Austin. I was like, I got to get out of here. I'm going to go see my friend in Austin. And I booked a ticket, and she was like, all of a sudden, I'm moving that weekend. I can't host you. You got to go somewhere else. Right. And I was, I hit up this dude who I thought lived in L.A., mm-hmm. but he lived in Orange County. <laughs> uh, yeah, right. We've all heard that one before. Uh, and uh, I was like, yo, I'm coming to L.A. You owe me for other stuff. <laughs> and drugs. I'm gonna stay with you for free, not drugs. <laughs> oh, yeah. F- he fucked your ex girlfriend. I don't have an ex girlfriend. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. But yeah, yeah. Tinder friend, if you will. <laughs> anyway, so he owed you. He so needed a place. it turns out he didn't live in L.A. And my flight is tomorrow. And he calls me as I'm <laughs> napping, and he's like, "Yeah, so um, go um, <laughs> go take a go to Echo Park drive. Lake when you land." There's going to be a girl there named Stevie whose house we're playing at tonight. Yeah, for the record, tonight, the person who introduced me to Josh, she is hosting a fucking summer solstice party. We'll get to that. Continue the story, please. Well, that's that's how I know Max. I went and met her, and she's like, okay, so I'm told that I need to show you around and show you a good time. I was like, I guess. I don't know. They didn't even fucking know each other. Can I just interject? Can I interject really quickly? If I was getting off a plane... And I had no plans. And you don't want to go to Echo Park Lake. No, no. That- if I was told to meet a girl at Echo Park that was supposed to show me a good time, I would immediately be like, "Thank God, this is going to be a good trip." It's true. It kind of is. It kind of is like. Well, a, hmm. it was cool. She worked with Max, and she asked him. She was like, "There's some strange dude coming to LA, and I have to. Sh- I, I don't oh, do." I don't know what to do. And he was like, I work, I'm working the door at Ultra. There's a cool show. Bring this is by. funny. It's funny because that was my two weeks, the last two weeks at that job. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden this person that I've been working with, she's like, what are you doing tonight? What's, what's cool? And I was about to, my, the reason my two weeks were in is because I, I planned a trip to New Orleans. Mm. And, uh, as you're soon just going to quit the job after that. As soon as the two weeks were up, at uh, the bakery. I went to New Orleans, but bef- right before that happened, right before that happened, Josh came to LA. Stevie brought him to Nonplus Ultra where I was working. Don't even remember what show, but she was like, this is my friend. This is my friend that is visiting from out of town. And he's mm-hmm. like, hey, 
I'm Dash. I was no, like, I didn't say that. <laughs> what? And he's like, it was loud, and when I raise my voice, I get all Yankee. I get real nasally. I was like, hey, I'm Josh. And he was like, Dash. Dash? And I was like, no. Oh. And, and then, I said no right away, and he I've said been no. that forever. <laughs> I, I said right away after that, like, I'm going to call you Dash. <laughs> and then I said right away, we'll never be friends. Look at us now. We're still not friends. <laughs> the best bands are like that. People that hate each other. Try to outdo each other's musical parts when they're oh. writing music. Like, fuck you, dude. Check this out. <laughs> Actually, Austin the end is of Hotel California. He's the outdoiest. Yeah. <laughs> look at that was. Oh, such, just look but at so that's how that's that how was, you came to L.A. Yeah, that was such a long, stupid way to answer that. <laughs> no, no, that's a. This is a podcast. You're supposed to tell a story. Well, <laughs> um, that night I just had such a good time. I met Max. I was like, dude, I'm gonna marry this guy. I'm moving to L.A. <laughs> Right. That's the first I'm hearing of that shit. <laughs> so, so you still had stuff back in Chicago. Yeah, I was just visiting. Okay. And um, I couldn't stand another winter, so I split town. Went back to South Carolina for like three months. Checked out Mardi Gras for a bit. Had a blast. And then showed mm-hmm. up in L.A. more broke than I planned to be because I was just sliding cards in Mardi Gras, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know, dude. Uh, I haven't been to Mardi Gras, but I slide cards down here at the farmer's market. Like, I couldn't imagine if I went to a fucking Mardi Gras. Credit Cardi Gras. Credit Credit Cardi Gras. Everybody's got uh, the little square thing now. I hope Cardi B's listening right now. Okay. (laughs) Get everyone involved. Dude, you know, we felt like that. So what about you, Max? Well, we felt, Josh and I fell in love in New Orleans. And, uh, (laughs) oh, shit. No, but I, how'd you come to L.A.? How'd you come L.A., to I grew up in the Valley. Uh, I went to school in Northern California and came back. And my main goal coming back was not only to reestablish, um, like, familial connections, being with my family and being close to them, mm-hmm. but um, to discover a side of L.A. I hadn't had a chance to do when I was younger. So when I came what back... Side, what side was that in your just mind? Just shows. Oh, okay. Just going to shows... And hoping to find a sensibility for what sorts of music was happening in L.A. in the first so, place. So. so when you had first visited L.A. or been a part of L.A., what what was that like? It was just everything I played, more of a touristy thing? Or what do, you, what do you mean? I mean, when I grew up in the Valley, I played a show or three at the Cobalt. Okay. <laughs> and one at the... Where did you Can- grow up? Calabasas? No, I grew up in Northridge, and then I grew up a little bit more in Woodland Hills, which is... Kind of school in Calabasas. I went to school in Calabasas. It's, you know, not really... Nothing really worth talking about. It just didn't feel right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Private cool. private school in Calabasas. I've been there. I made... I went to private school for high made school. Made my three I best friends, it. and they're great. Sorry, but uh, private yeah, school... we all went to his private school in Calabasas. <laughs> That's a lie. <laughs> I don't want to confuse people here, but that is definitely a lie. Oh, man. I mean, I will say this. Uh, the area in which surrounds the high school I went to, fucking great. You have Malibu, you have Malibu Canyon, and Topanga. So and beautiful, Woodland. it just wasn't right for you. West Hills is... Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I mean, I don't give a fuck. About high school, that's in the past. I came back to LA. <laughs> no, seriously. I'm a man now. Seriously, into that. <laughs> high school can suck a fat I just show. missed. I Whoa. missed my ten year reunion, and Good. I actually didn't miss it at all. I didn't get invited yeah. to mine. I was at like a, <laughs> I was at like a friend's like party at his house, and some girl that I went to high school with was there that I don't really know very well. But she was like, "Oh yeah, did you get the invite for the ten year uh, anniversary reunion?" I was like, "No, what." <laughs> Why didn't I? You, my mom still is in the same place. Like they know where to send this shit, and they didn't send me one. So fuck that shit. What type of person were you in high school? Uh oh, the fucking best. Okay, that's great. why they didn't invite you. He thought you were shit. When you're this the is best. why family cash is so diverse. Is because on one hand you have me, who's like, please don't invite me to your family reunion, okay? Because I, don't I am to... the fucking worst. Anthony's like, you didn't invite me. I'm a fucking best. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what so happened in the planning committee where you missed spectrum, out on me? The pendulum is swinging. <laughs> My 10-year reunion was last year, and I was looking forward to it. I was like, I'm going to show up, swoop up all the babes, because look at me now. <laughs> yeah. I got the same long hair. But now I wear a I hat. I look the exact same. I wear hats, and I got a beard. They're going to love me. Right. Uh, but it was like 10 people RSVPing. <laughs> Uh, and it was one click. We prefer the term like, I wasn't RSV in on that click. People. Right, you're not going to I can't impress that. those married babes. Yeah. <laughs> Why would I go? No, I can't. I definitely cannot go to my 10-year, which 
is in. You're ten years old, right? Ten years. I'm ten years old. Um, <laughs> no, it's you uh, just turned ten. So two, two, two years, something like that. But four, four years. Fuck, I don't know. Damn. So um, I went to uh, private school Fairmont, which is right down the street here. But I I went to public school my whole life until high school, and I'm telling you, like everyone at that school went on to go to like harvard or some kind of crazy crazy school and that college just wasn't prep. me that's college prep. yeah it was fairmont pre- <laughs> i can't even say preparatory yeah preparatory <laughs> school. What sucks academy about that? academy it's like college <laughs> and life well, life is life and no one's gonna prep you for life right but you know how crazy i'll sound <laughs> to them coming and saying that so like if they're gonna if they're gonna ask like oh drew what are you up to now i'm gonna be like uh screen printing and interviewing bands they're gonna be like oh okay so you're still on drugs but they (laughs) had no idea you were about to interview family cash they had no idea and i'm here that i I can name drop that here we are i can name drop that now it's gonna be great um and we can name drop you (laughs) as we will tonight at stevie's house and yeah. we know the origin. We know who Stevie is. Who's Nick's? <gasps> no, Stevie. We were talking. You know, yeah, yeah. So, right, right. God, it's just it's just crazy that she, you know, it goes so far back. Wow. Let's take it back to Chicago. Guys, calm right? down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Stevie. Uh, it all started in Chicago. Actually, it all started May 16, in 1989. Six- the day I was born. <laughs> okay. I was born. Valdosta, Georgia. Uh-huh. You were born Talk, in Georgia? Talking to the mic, not into his face, by the way. <laughs> talking to my face, bro. <laughs> See what happens. Talking to my face, bro. Fuck you, dude. Just kidding. Whoa. What's the... We, uh, like, we, Tom, we get Tom, hot. We just, we just yeah, um, you got fire it. on all cylinders. Tom Segura has this, uh, <laughs> this joke where he's saying that, like... I think we saw it during his, his uh, actual stand-up at the Ice House. We went to go see Tom Segura and Joe Rogan and Andrew San, uh, Santino... And uh, Tom Segura was saying one of the best <laughs> things to like get if you're gonna like say a comeback to somebody if they're like talking shit, just be like, why don't you change my diaper? <laughs> I don't know why it's like yes. it's like you're saying you're a baby, so you're being self-deprecating, yeah. like literally. It you off. But then because the other person's like, like, should I say I will or should I <laughs> should I make fun of them for being a baby that needs their diaper changed? Yeah, and then <laughs> be like, they set me up for that. Yeah. <laughs> I care about babies. <laughs> I like diapers. <laughs> this is weird. <laughs> I feel weird. I wear diapers. <laughs> I feel like I gotta call this guy back. <laughs> so, what's the worst show you've ever played? Oh, the Pirate Bar. Oh my God, he had it <laughs> hey, like wait, that. That's not, that's not entirely true. That, that is the, the worst. worst show. Oh, okay, I'm gonna defend that for a second because oh, well, you need God. to tell us the story worse? first. <laughs> tell us the story first, God, then I defend. Can't believe we're at this fucking yeah, right now. The t- okay, were, the pirate you, bar. Josh wasn't even at our worst show. <laughs> that's why it was so bad. That's <laughs> one. That's for sure. That's for sure one reason why it's so bad. Okay, I'll tell the pirate. I'll tell why the pirate bar was so bad. You can say why your place is so bad, but yeah, the pirate bar we show up. Well, first of all, we didn't show up first. We first had to look up the pirate bar on Facebook and find out there's all this controversy that the guy oh, yeah. had like beat up a homeless person and said some racist stuff. There was a video. And the there was day like, we you know what? He show. had a bad day and all these people were, like defending him. He had a bad day and all this shit. And we're like, okay, we'll give it the benefit of the doubt. We show up. We can't find any What's fucking parking. <laughs> okay. We, we'll oh, yeah, that's benefit. like just like a big sign. We were really against it, but somebody who was out of town needed the date. Mel, to, right? Yeah. Ooh. Not Mel, no, it was Kaz. Yeah. Kaz asked us to play. Sorry, the- you're a little bit too above the microphone. You can move it if you need to. But- Kaz asked us to play the show because two touring bands were already booked there. And it's like, it's nice to have local support when you play a show out of town. So Kaz asked to play. Right. And we were like, yeah, because we Kaz can is bail the man. Kaz is cool. And so I was like, we want to. You didn't want to do bad by the other bands. Yeah. So we showed up. Thinking we'll give it the benefit of the doubt. We can't find any goddamn parking. We go in there. They're playing this movie on the fucking TVs with people in blackface. Immediately oh, when I come oh, in, God. a pirate movie with people in blackface. I'm like, God damn it. How how are you going to be Absolutely. accused of racism in the past three days and still be playing a pirate movie with blackface in it? Wow. Nobody wants to watch the damn pirate movie in the first in place. LA? It's not that good. This is in yeah. downtown. Yeah. It's like about on 2nd Street. And the video of the owner surfaced where he's beating up a homeless guy, Frank, who is a... Frank. Sta- you know Frank. 
Yeah. No, I don't. But I'm saying he's, <laughs> he's like a, a Frank's, guy, a, Frank's a, a local homeless staple to the smell and he's a lot a of other downtown really? joints. This yeah. isn't yeah. a joke. However, like he's a, yeah, yeah. I, like a, I'll play a little devil's advocate. A lot of people have said that guy just goes to bars and stirs up trouble. He's a drunk and he pisses everybody off. Fair. And fair. Yeah, and there is also, you know, but beating. Well, they didn't need Frank to piss me off as, <laughs> as a band. If you're playing a place and something comes up, you want to read as much as possible. So there's all these Facebook fucking comments and threads and bullshit. And obviously there are people who are saying odd things about Frank too. So it's like the benefit of the doubt really came from somewhere and we wanted to give it, uh, we want to give it our best. Right. No one fucking, sh- we had Laurel, Laurel from Nightcap. There was like 10 people there and nine of them left before we played. <laughs> the, oh, bands, the bands left. The bands that we showed the up in. And we played last, I shit you not, Drew. I shit you not, Laurel and this person that she brought to her the friend. show, her friend, her were friend. the only two people watching us. <laughs> yeah, it was a practice. You know, as wow. funny as if you sit out on the patio, like the smoking section, where you can sit down at a table. Mm-hmm. Everyone, um, they have speakers where you're supposed to be able to hear the music so you know you're taking a break and you'd be still be able to hear the yeah. band but it's just the vocals with oh, no I, I didn't know that that's hilarious yeah, so, so like, basically i mean i i can say i've seen you so guys you play just hear some guy yelling i've seen you guys play twice and so what it sounds like is the the reason why this show was so shitty was it was just like the worst venue yeah. The worst. Yeah. Was, I don't even remember what it was called. I just call it the Pirate Bar. The Red, there is a the Redwood bar. bar out there called the Pirate Bar. I just, yeah, I just, yeah, I just had uh, Marky Medina. She just played there two Redwood nights ago. Has she good did a podcast it's kind there. of a mistake to play there, though. Honestly. No, they have good shows. So? I'm just saying I, that if there is a bar called the Pirate Bar out there, she, you know I wasn't talking funny? about you. I was talking about another bar. <laughs> she actually bar said to me, I actually swear because. Allegedly, also, on everything I said, allegedly. Yeah. Because I had Marky on the podcast just two days ago when you said pirate bar i was like is this the same pirate bar she's talking about and it is so how long ago was this it's in december i want to say it was in november or december and it could have even been before that i guess have you been back do you think it's if you get a video of you posted beating anyone up like fucking chill for like a couple months chill on the blackface movie for a couple months (laughs) oh really (laughs) at least a couple i don't know if i can (laughs) I, I've never been to this place, but it's getting really hard for me to play devil's advocate for this place. Okay, so you know it goes hand in hand with what's happening nowadays. Like, you get asked to play Harvard and Stone, and even though your show won't directly benefit the owner of the place, which is like with the Redwood, it was a video of the owner, and any show, any profits, any sort of publicity made at your show at the Redwood or Harvard and Stone, they're not going to directly benefit the owner's. So to to like bail on playing a show at these venues is like the morally good thing to do. People kind of guilt you into it because like it's not going to hurt the owner, but the right. er, the owner is what's giving it the earner. Yeah, and the, the more owner is giving it the bad name. There. It's true. Yeah, it's right. Like, you know what? It's well, it's I've shitty learned... to ask a band to put them in the hard position of being like, don't worry about it because it they're not going to be there. It's an easy well, position, it, it, but it's, still, it's, they're the owner and. People playing there creates a community that right. happens there, and if that community is happening in that space, there was oh, not, that guy's going to make money well, off of those drinks. So do you guys, there wasn't do a lot you guys of evidence know? against the dude. I was on the fence. I was like, dude. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, didn't see I've, him hit anybody. It said that okay. he beat him up in the video. I didn't what see. I've noticed from even just doing this podcast and talking to a bunch of bands and trying to book bands for certain shows that I've been throwing... I think what people don't realize who don't play music or aren't in the scene is like there's crazy politics going on like all the time. Mm-hmm. You really have to think about where you're going to put yourself, how you're going to present yourself. And uh, I even worked at the the slide bar. And do you guys know like the slide bars drama? We went uh, there no drama, no. for John 5. What happened there? So I worked there back in high school. And right after I quit um, – Basically, I know the person... Do you know who Kelly Thomas is? Uh-uh. Okay, so Kelly Thomas was a homeless person with like autism who was beaten to death by police officers outside of the slide bar. Wow. Yeah, and there's like footage of it, and like the guy's resisting, but the cops... like Are persisting. Persisting. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You and, don't kill uh, a resistor. You tase him. <laughs> Right. There's yeah, a lot there's draw. a lot of this was this was like Dude, 
five years ago now, but the guy died and uh, he had autism and he was homeless, but he was like a local, same sort of thing. Yeah, I yeah, think I, I like the more local. you describe this, I think I remember but this happening. I know personally the okay, so what happened was the guy came in and he would usually come in and ask for food, and the person that I know personally. Uh, would, you know, bring him some of the food that got, like, sent back, you know, because it was, like, the wrong order. Oh, there's onions on this. I don't want onions, whatever. So she would give him that food. And he came in there one time, and he got a little crazy, you know, stirred up some trouble, and she had to call the police. So she called the police that came and beat him to death. So that whole place had, like, a bunch of drama. How did that happen? What? <laughs> well, I feel like you know you, what do you, mean? you call the police and you think that somebody who's trained to deal with a dangerous situation can handle it, right? And instead, somebody comes who's like on the slightest provocation will it's do like the most four extreme, dudes. like about a violence. Yeah, and on it's them, funny. Know? It's funny what any situation can remind you of. I'm sure a lot of these people who have, you know, they they're cops and they are confronted with a moment and they might not have even unearthed the side of them that really made them want to become a cop in the first place and they get aggressive or they right. have to control a situation. Maybe they weren't, you know, they didn't grow up in a situation that they could control. And, uh, all but of that a sudden should be part of your training as a you police ever, officer, you ever to, get yeah. in like a, you ever have like a family party or something and they have a jumper and you're getting in there playing with like a little cousin or something. And then this little kid's kind of being like a real, like big douchebag, like a dick on the, <laughs> ju- on the yeah, dude, and, on and, the but, moon bounce. And you're kind of like the Jumper's like police officer of all the kids in there. And so you kind of like nudge him a little bit too hard, like into the corner. True. You know shoot him. True. Did you, <laughs> did I shoot him? True. Did you, did you nudge a kid? I <laughs> nudged did a kid. you shoulder a kid in the face? <laughs> Just hand him his quick spear. I just kind of did like a real a leg sweep when he jumped and he like landed on his neck. You know what I mean? You did but one of those. You, sh- you got to do the, th- the the three stooges and the oh, yeah. eyes. Side Russian leg sweep. Because they haven't learned the whoop. No. I've seen, I've seen Josh do this to people at bars. When they tell when they try to cut him off from the bar, he just he does this trick on them. They, yeah, and, and they, they immediately try. just give him a free tab so yeah free tab <laughs> we we all got things so, from each other. but my, my point is that i agree with you like these cops they they're not necessarily going into it thinking i'm gonna kill somebody today it's just this it's a s- super stressful job it 100%. is super stupid stressful job but i do think i, that they I like go that into it thinking that that's an option like before my safety why wouldn't i, I have taste to be someone? able to kill somebody why shouldn't you know? i taste someone? right that's the biggest that's the biggest question is let's not get political on this podcast <laughs> no but i mean come on like if i have we a don't ta- have if, Aust, he would kick ass on this if topic. i had a taser and then i had a gun <laughs> and there's a homeless guy who's being all crazy resisting i'd rather taser them like yeah. without a doubt but so that in that situation if i see somebody pulling a gun on me and i have a taser and i have a gun i'm going for the gun but if I have somebody on the ground, I'm not just going to keep beating them to death until they stop. I'm going to taser them, then put them in handcuffs. Oh, man. It seems it's like a simple just thing. endless story after story of the opposite. Can though. I tell a story? I know. It's, yeah. Do it. This happened in my neighborhood about two weeks ago and maybe three days. About two weeks and three days. Um, okay. About a fortnight. About a fortnight ago, four <laughs> score and a couple minutes. Some fortnights ago. Um, so my my roommate Kurt was like, "Josh, come outside," and I was like, "That doesn't sound I'm good." I'm doing stuff, dude. So <laughs> I'm gonna be mad about it. But I waltz outside, so and then he's like, "Get back inside," and I was like, "Oh!" And I run inside, and we <laughs> we go to the window, and there's this huge massive dude he's bald he's ripped he's shirtless and he is just like punching mirrors off of cars this is right in front of my house and kurt had just witnessed uh him well okay so at the end of the road there's an there's uh an ambulance yeah and this we found out later this guy this shirtless huge dude was laying he looked dead didn't look like he was breathing, and so a dude called mm-hmm. an ambulance, and the ambulance came, and as soon as the EMTs touched him, he jumps up, and he starts punching mirrors and stuff, right. walking down the street, causing chaos. He goes around the corner, and when my buddy Kurt saw him, there was an SUV turning the corner, this white SUV, and this dude had latched onto the side of it and was just bashing the windshield with his <laughs> fists and smashes it in. And the, and uh, what? that's when I walk outside, and... He had uh, he was on our side of the street and he was punching mirrors. I 
close our garage door, which is just slowly yeah, for like sure, dude. takes 20 minutes <laughs> to yeah. close. So. Dude, that happens here. Just to really quick interject, but there's a lady that walks by here almost every day now for the past week who's like crying and yelling and calling somebody a fucking bitch, but she's like, she's just crazy. And then every time I see her, I forget that she comes about like two o'clock. So I start to close the garage and I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, <laughs> please. But yeah, yeah. so. Well, I didn't. See this dude. I meant to say driveway gate. Mm. It closes. It takes about twenty-five and a half hours to close. <laughs> twenty-five. Right. And one half he doesn't hours. care. He wasn't phased by a, a pending closed gate. Right. He was like, "This bitch is going to come in." <laughs> no, he, he walked right past. He's like, "All right, they're closing it. Sure, it'll be tomorrow." Yeah. But I'm going. To I'll this punch next it open tomorrow. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> then by the by the ambulance, all these cops roll in. All these cop cars. Tons yeah. of cops swarming all of a sudden. Yeah. I was like, why did it take so long? Dang, he's destroyed a lot of cars. <laughs> uh, and as soon as he sees them, he perks up and he walks at them full speed. Uh, and they have God, shotguns. Man. They each have a shotgun. I'm like, why is that the gun? <laughs> why is <that>? Each <laughs> yeah. shotgun has one <laughs> shotgun. A on pistol it. or something. Could you imagine them Part like the standing there in still. the station like, should we bring three or five <laughs> shotguns? <laughs> they each have a shotgun. I am convinced they are exactly like that. And that's also like the <laughs> militarization I'm, of the police, you know, like. Yeah, they're they have all this new toys that they get. Yeah, and they're eager to use. Them. And they're like, Haha, body cam, yeah, right. Okay, yeah. so so what happened though? So this guy's charging at. He's them. waltzing towards a lot of cops with shotguns. Waltzing. And then I hear He's a waltzing. pop. By this point, everyone's out in the neighborhood, and yeah. there's a loud, yeah, clipped noise. <laughs> and everyone's like, "No, we think that he died. Rubber he bullets. just dropped. But, uh, he actually got tased. Oh, okay. but." We but were it, was it his plop that made the noise? No, it was so it was <laughs> like shattering. I don't know what it was. I don't know yeah. what the pop was. And someone was like, they shot him with sandbags. But I think that we all the neighborhood determined, nah, he got tased. But there was a loud pop, and we were all like, he just got shot by a shotgun right here on the <laughs> Somebody street. Somebody was just like opening like a carton of milk, like boop. Yeah. <laughs> Champagne someone, bottle. Someone was like, yeah. it's almost 4th of July in a month. Let's. <laughs> and, and in LA, if you don't know, 4th of July starts on like May 22nd. Yeah. yeah. It has <laughs> begun in my neighborhood. Fireworks right. in four days. Because so, you're testing out the fireworks that you've been making in your bedroom. Yeah. <laughs> so. Dude. Yeah. Dude. I brought that totally. up because we mentioned tasing and cops and stuff. Yeah. yeah. But now that we're on the subject of fireworks, <laughs> my, my neighborhood's a, a war zone 4th of July. Like you get back from seeing whoever you, do, you ever you're do seeing. Roman candle fights. Your friends, I've done that. Oh, that's so I did that in Santa Cruz. That's that not why. So My alma mater is um, Roman candle fights. Nice. You did it on the big field. Yeah, All you gotta safe. do is have goggles and you'll be fine. Yeah, you, you gotta kind of. If you got long, if you got if you got long hair, you should probably tie it up, put it in a hat or a beanie. But okay, or maybe maybe just. Drop it, guys. Drop the t- t- Roman candles. No right. one needs <laughs> wait, wait, fireworks. Breaking news. Double Jeopardy. <laughs> Josh has an important PSA about fireworks. Not me. You were just... Put him on the spot, a, dude. Do it. You're just Double. doing a PSA. I was, like, PSA. PSA. I was just going to talk about last year when I came home. You know, we're all out. We're seeing our friends. We're watching fireworks. Uh-huh. Of course, LA is going to be blown with fireworks. I get to my neighborhood, which is already daily just... Rotten with little dogs barking at you. Rotten with little <laughs> dogs. These little dogs are going what nuts. What Bukowski poem is that? And this was clear skies, no clouds, but you can't see ten feet above you because it's so, so foggy smoky, with yeah. smoke. And there's all like Roman candle fights. There's kids running the streets. Mm-hmm. Uh, all these explosions, and you can't see anything. It feels like you're arriving via like a Vietnam. Yeah, like it's both. You're man. landing uh, to D-Day, World War Two. Like the start of Far Cry. It's like the beginning of Far Cry. You yeah. guys should all Four. get Halloween costumes, and during Fourth of July, like go door to door and just be like, trick or treat. <laughs> I feel like it's we just... dress up like the people from The Purge. The purse. <laughs> I've never seen that movie, and you're the... not missing any. Yeah, I know the Isn't whole scheme of that makes now? me really upset. Hmm? The Purge is not like a in theaters now movie. They've got like eight of them yeah, by now, like right? A... Yeah, franchise. one of those dumb Very shits. They gotta, they gotta, they gotta sequelize to the very end of that. It. That movie sounds like if like a junior high kid was like, "Dude, imagine if like one day a year everybody just got to like be criminals all There's day." There's no long. laws. There is What's no. Law? It's really all. The, all the junior high kids are like, "Fuck yeah, we could, we could bring our skateboards anywhere." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What would we? What would be? What would? 
we be what would us be like if Oh, awesome. I would awesome. definitely try to get like some some bomb See, that's food. The purchase when Austin some carne asada. Dude, do you think we should call Austin get on speaker? <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Speaker. Let's do it. Yeah. All so right, we got right. five minutes left on the podcast. Let's oh, call shit. your boy. Okay. Well, real quick, let's plug some shows. July third at the satellite. Oh, we're I mean, it was five more minutes of talking and then plugging. Okay. Five more minutes of plugging. Five minutes of talking. Five of plugging. Plug this. You get him on the phone. I'm gonna use the bathroom. All right. So, so our question for Austin Ash will be this: He better fucking answer. He's at work right now supporting the band. He's, he supports. Can you throw the headphones on so that you can make sure we're hearing everything as well? Uh, up a little bit. Wait. <laughs> Sounds pretty good, right? If I talk into this microphone, can Austin hear me? No. <laughs> you can. You can do half in here. <laughs> hey. Austin. Austin. Uh, if if you had one day out of the year that you didn't have to obey any laws, federal laws, do you know what you would do with that one day? Tell me. Yeah, no laws. No laws. Turn the volume up. No laws. No laws. Yeah. yeah what would you do? Uh, uh, dude, I would definitely. I think I would just like take my dog to the fucking Santa Monica beach. You heard like, it here dude. first. <laughs> oh my god. Also, Austin doesn't that's have right. a dog, so that's a fucking lie. Later, dude. I'll Bye. Talk- See? Wait, you want what? Dude, I, would, I, would, I, would, I would take my Wisconsin dog to the Santa Monica beach. And he would, oh, he would take cool. his Wisconsin. And make sure they shit in front of all those nerds on the fucking electric. <laughs> there it is. There, <laughs> there it is. There's the legal part. I thought part. for a second we lost him. All right, I gotta, I, I'll call you later before we play. Bye. You, all bye. right, Family Cash, bye. thanks for coming on. Why don't you guys plug whatever you got going on? Okay, Pog. Tonight, 601 North Wilson, Pasadena. We Does this are... podcast come out today? Yeah, it's basically, um, I'm going <laughs> to... I forgot about that. No, no, no. Right after this. Uh, so it's probably going to be up at 5 o'clock. Okay, we'll be right guys, back we'll after hurry this. over. Yeah. Well, by we'll... the time they get to this, it'll be 6 o'clock. <laughs> well, we have a show tonight at 601 North Wilson Avenue in Pasadena. We 601 are p.m. Summer Solstice Party. Vegan vendors. Mm-hmm. Healing vendors. Family. <laughs> we got music vendors. Music vendors? What, 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 what? And then, yeah, so that's that's going to be a party. You get in, you pay 15 bucks. It's going towards a good cause. Half of it is going towards something called races. Talk about it. Oh, I know races. Yeah, it's the with trying to uh, get uh, the kids back with their... Yep. Uh, Half of the parents. proceeds are going yeah. to that. You know, it's cool. This show's been in the works, but until recently, uh, this had not been set up. So it's 15 bucks, but it's going to be a, a really celebration of the summer. I know Family Cash is the last band to play at 8.15, but we'll be there for at least, at least a little bit afterwards. Uh, if we you live in the past... 15 is late. Pasadena. For Pasadena. <laughs> oh, yeah. Our... Um, our Upcoming show after that is July 3rd at the Satellite. We're playing with friends in DZR, friends in Dead Air, and about to be new friends in Holy Flowers. We've got, um, we've got our set at 11.15. I think it's, it's my first time playing the Satellite. Josh has played. Not, I think you have played the Satellite before. I think I did for some reason. Or I think I danced for the satellite in front of uh, Pangea. <laughs> I was the interpretive dancer. That okay, time. that's... Uh, what? Interpretive a, dance. I did not know that. <laughs> uh, it's my first time stepping on stage at the satellite. I know Austin's played. Uh, You're fam- stepping up with veterans. Yeah, I'm stepping <laughs> up with the vets. I'm a lucky You'll guy. And uh, so July 3rd, that's a Tuesday night at the satellite. It's a week from this Tuesday. Super excited. We are going to be playing a new song, at least one and maybe two it's an ever-changing <laughs> thing none. so yeah and then after that we have lot one at lot one uh <laughs> on july 10th <laughs> perfect <laughs> july 10th is lot one uh, all right so, yeah i mean the satellite show is the one you know and then the last question each of you tell us one band we should be listening to shoot one band you recommend <laughs> yeah, i recommend i my well, I my love... recommended band can i go first yeah, do it. Family Cash. <laughs> oh, oh, got him. Check them out. Can I, I give two? Huh? Can I give two? Uh, nah, no. I got, I, no. I got one. I got one. I okay. got narrowed down. Okay. I'll go last. 
right. Mine is uh, <laughs> cause and effects. He's a rapper out of uh, Washington, D.C., and he just really goes. Cool. I also I have a local and a non-local. Non-local being the districts. Great band from Philadelphia. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Oh, awesome. I know the districts. They've they popped up on my uh, Spotify a few times. They're so really much cool fun. They put on one of the best live shows I've ever seen, and their music just cradles you like you've never been cradled. And uh, local band Goon, Goon are such a good show, such awesome fun music, and really puts you in the mood. Uh, Lots was, of people have been telling me to go see Goon. I was Mood in for what in Buffalo recently with <laughs> with my girlfriend and her family. But when we were not with her family, we were listening to Goon going through the Buffalo forests of New York, and it was just it was awesome. Nice. Uh, my recommendation is this band Shame. Mm. I don't know Jack Squat about them. I don't know where they're from or if this is even their first album. It sounds pretty new pretty young for them but it's called songs of praise and vocally it's a little post-punky cool uh musically it's a little shoegazy but it's also Mm. got some uh it's poppy enough to be memorable i got those songs stuck in my head and i need to get it out so other people will listen and lift the curse well thank you guys for coming austin would probably uh suggest metallica (laughs) (laughs) woody thank you guys i really appreciate it thank you for having having us us. much thanks You're in for a treat, folks. You're about to hear a live performance by Josh and Max of Family Cash. It's going to be an acoustic version of their song, Funny. So without further ado, Family Cash. I wrote this song about people who get mad too fast.
All right, that just about does it for the Psychic Wave podcast with Family Cash. Thanks again to those guys for coming on and doing a live performance. And uh, thank you for listening. Uh, I really appreciate it. If you want to follow the Psychic Wave on Instagram, it's at the Psychic Wave. If you want to follow my personal account, it's at Andrew Sanishin. That's Andrew S-A-N-Y-S-H-Y-N. Yeah, I really appreciate it, guys. Uh, Family Cash was a lot of fun. And some uh, some last words here? I don't know. I guess I would say rock and roll is a lot of fun, but the lifestyle is pretty hard on your body. And if you want to do it forever, you got to start doing it healthy. And uh, there's easy ways to do that. Don't overdrink. Get some sleep when you can. Eat healthy and exercise every day. At least go on a run. I just get your heart pumping. But... Hey, it's a lot of fun, and if you want to be around for a long time, you got to start doing it. And that's what I've realized, and it's made me happier, and I, I know there's a lot of people doing it way better than me, but I'm trying to get there too. I'm trying to feel good every single day, and I wish the best for you. All right, thanks for listening. I love you.